Hi guys, hope you're all doing very well. This is Life on Purpose with Tayo Ishala. And today I do have a very special guest. On this series, we're going to be talking surviving COVID-19. And I have a survivor with me. She had actually contracted the virus while working on the job as an ER nurse and had even taken it home to her family by giving it to her seven-month-old son. Both mom and son are feeling very well. They're back to being healthy. And I have Heron Baron to speak with us today and share a little bit about her experience with us. Heron, how are you? Hi, I'm doing well. Everyone's actually awesome. doing well. I'm super happy That's to be great. here. Awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time out to do this with us. Um, it's my pleasure. I have no problem. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Tell me, tell me a little bit about what you do and how you got to find out that you had uh, coronavirus. Um, well, I'm a registered nurse. Uh, I've been an yes. ER nurse for four years, but a registered nurse for five years. Um, okay. As you know, I have a son. His name is Malcolm. He's seven months old. And yes. I'm, also, I'm also a new wife. I've been married for two years now. Um, awesome. with, with the virus, I actually found out the day I the day after I worked the shift I was actually right. sick before the week before I went in um, basically uh -huh. I worked my last shift the week before I got admitted to the hospital and I was uh -huh. supposed to have a five-day stretch off so I can spend time with my family um, okay. three days after I worked that shift I just started having the worst fever of my life like 103.8 I started having wow. body chills. I just, my body just started aching. I had a headache. And basically this whole time, I just thought that I probably just had the flu. And um, I didn't, right. I didn't think anything of it. I'm just like, okay, you know, I'll just, since I'm already off, I'll just be home and I'll just basically try to just sweat it out, you know, medicate myself with Tylenol. And I didn't really think much of it. Um, right. Eventually the fever broke for one day. And I basically told my husband, right. hey, you know, I feel better. I, you know, I don't mind going back to work. You know, I've already been off for five days. I don't want it to look bad that, you know, I'm taking another day off so it can look like I was off for the whole week. So I just went into right. work. Um, while I was working, um, I just started having chills again. I felt my body temperature rising and I just started feeling ill. So I basically right. let my charge know that, hey, you know, I'm not feeling well. Um... I don't think I'll be able to finish a shift. So if you're sending anybody home early, I'd like to go home early. So that night we were short staff, so I ended up staying. Also that night, gotcha. I had two more patients that were on drop of precaution. And I also ended up swabbing them for the COVID. So oh, wow. I really didn't think nothing of it because I'm like, uh -huh. okay, um, well, one, I was out with these patients the whole time I had on a yellow mask. And... Mm -hmm. When they told me I had to swab the patient for the COVID, I, I kind of had like this shock look, Second like thought or shock. you know, like uh -huh. I've been with these patients all night. You know, now you're gonna make me swab them for the COVID, and which was the oh, same wow. thing actually that happened the shift before I had that five day stretch. I was with the patient the whole night, and last minute they're like, "You have to swab him for the COVID," and I'm just like, "What?" You know, but I never right, thought right. that I probably had it because around that time. You know the the COVID nineteen and the talk about it on the news wasn't really trending like that and wasn't you know, as trending right. You know, so you know I didn't think anything of it. So I got mm -hmm. home. So I worked night shift. So I got home that morning, um, took a shower, mm -hmm. and I just felt my body just temperature just rising all over again. I took my 
temperature and it was 103.8. And, you know, I basically told my husband, I'm like, hey, you know what? Drop me off at the hospital because I don't want to lay here mm-hmm. and have a seizure because, you know, I have a high fever and I don't want to be, I don't feel comfortable being here, especially since, you know, I just worked and, you know, he's going to let me sleep. So if something were to happen right. while I was in that room, you know, he wouldn't even know. So I told him to drop right. me off at the ER. I got to the ER. Right. They basically swabbed me for the flu, strep throat, and they also swabbed me for COVID. When they took my vital signs, uh, my heart rate was beating at 130. I still had the fever. And they basically let me know, wow. like, hey, you know, you're septic. So we're going to put you in the main ER. So they put me in the main okay. ER, um, medicated me with Tylenol. They also gave me Tordol. That's for pain. And it also brings your um, fever down. And they gave me a bag wow. of fluids. So okay. my test results came back. I was negative for the flu, negative for the strep. Uh, my labs were okay. normal. Nothing showed that I had any type of infection. So the doctors, you know, were basically like, huh, what's going on? You know, so they ended right. up doing a chest x-ray and a CT of my chest and right. found out I have a bilateral pneumonia in my lungs, but nothing in my labs are indicating that I have any type of infection. So this is where the suspicious came in that, oh, she probably has the COVID. But the whole time I'm there, I'm just like, oh my God, don't tell me. You know, don't tell me this is what's happening right now. And this whole time my husband mm-hmm. is, you know, sitting right next to me with a mask on. And I'm just like, oh my goodness. And, you know, eventually mm-hmm. they're like, okay, we're going to admit you for sepsis and pneumonia. And I'm just like, okay, no problem. And they were going to put me on a, the, the seventh floor, which is a new floor that they built. And the AIC of the floor came back and she's like, I can't put you on that floor. And I'm like, why can't you put me on that floor? And she's like, oh, because you're going to be in isolation. I'm like, isolation? Why am I going to be on isolation? And she basically told me that, oh, you know, um, they're suspecting that you probably have the COVID. And I'm just in complete shock this whole time. So I just told my husband, you know what, just go home, get me some clothes because I don't know how long I'm going to be here. While all this is going, I'm just thinking like, okay, I hope my son doesn't have the COVID because, you know, I've been with him. Because she's been caring for him. Exactly. Right. The whole time that I've been sick, I've been with him. And, you know, my mom came right. over for two nights to help take care of him and take care of me because I was literally laying on the floor for three nights because I was not able to get right. out because I was so sick. Right. So, you know, I, I got on the floor that night. Um, I was isolated, basically. My husband had a hard time bringing my clothes to me. Um, to the point that they basically right. had to have security walk it up there because apparently I didn't know that night, but that following morning I found out I was on a lockdown floor with other possible COVID patients. So it was already a hard... So you know, he couldn't come there. Right. Yeah. So like the moment I got into isolation, I was isolated from literally the world. Wow. And I just were afraid to come in to my room because, you know, the news is basically promoting they're promoting COVID have it you're gonna die and you're gonna die because because, you know not many people were really educated on COVID-19 they just assume you know COVID equal death so you know my nurses were afraid to come into the room and you know they would uh, basically limit their time in the room so like let's say um one night I was having fever and I told my nurse I was like hey I'm having a fever because I had my personal thermometer with me that they gave me in the ER mm-hmm. because you know I'm trying to like help them 
you know, to help me. Right. So I would try to like right. let them know, like, hey, I'm having a fever. Can you bring me a Tylenol? You know, just drop it off and give it to me. They would not come in. They would wait until all my medications are due, and then they would come in. So some days, some nights, I would just you know lay there suffering because they right. were afraid to come to me. Well, I actually found out right. I had the COVID. Um, my second day there, that following morning, um, that nurse, she was so kind to me. And she basically told me that my test results came back the end of her shift. So she could have easily just left and not tell me nothing. But she told me my results and she told me I was basically positive for the COVID. And I was, I was also positive for two strands of the SAR virus, which is associated with the COVID virus. With the COVID virus, right. right. So when she told me that, that's when I knew I, I immediately called my husband. I let him know what's going on. And, you know, I told him, you know, check on the baby, keep watching him, watch it closely because I was around him the whole time. You know, I didn't know what was happening. I told him, I don't know when I'm coming home. I don't know what's going on because, you know, no one knew exactly how to treat this because it was so fresh around that time. Right. So I found out my son had the COVID the day after because that night my husband uh, took my son to the hospital without my knowledge uh-huh. because I, I know he didn't want me to he, wear he it. he needed to be sure. Right. Okay. okay. Actually, I found out um, lab results actually started coming to my phone for my son because I have, um, for the children's you hospital, have yeah, I have everything right. connected to me. So if anything is coming out, you know, it's coming straight to my phone. So when I, when right. I started seeing lab results, I'm like, hmm, this day, they took him to the hospital. So I called my husband. I'm like, did you take Malcolm to the hospital? And he was, uh-huh. you know, he hesitated at first. And then he was like, <laughs> yes. And I'm over here like, why? You know, he's like, oh, he had a fever. And I'm like, how high? And he basically told me, oh, 101.5. And I'm like, okay, what happened? Wow. So he's, you know, he basically said, oh, I just made them do everything. And I didn't want to tell you because I know you're in the hospital. But, you know, you, you ended up finding out. So right. that same day, um, the doctor that cared for my son called and basically told me that, you know, my son is positive for the COVID. So from there, my wow. heart just dropped because I did not know what to do. Even if I wanted right. to do something, I couldn't do anything. I'm isolated in the hospital. You know, my son is right. with my mom and my husband and my dad. And, you know, I'm just like, oh, my God, what what do I do? So she basically right. told me for kids, it usually... Um, function as the flu so you would medicate them with Tylenol if they're having fevers but other than that you got to keep them monitored Um, try to keep them hydrated because it um, it can cause dehydration so you know I basically gave my husband the doctor's number and and I'm just like if you have more questions just you know talk to her but you know it was just too much for me at the moment I'm just like I just can't speak to her right now so I just I literally had like I needed a moment to myself Right. So, so yes. for someone who like, for someone who, um, obviously you're seeing the news as well, just as much as all the other nurses are seeing the news because they're kind of feeding off of that fear mm-hmm. and they don't want to really come and interact with patients that were already, you know, positive with the virus. So how were you able to subdue that fear? The moment that you realized that you had, you know, you had never, um, would I say, interacted with anything like this before throughout your five years of working as a nurse. This is not something that you kind of saw. I mean, of course, you would kind of know that at some, some, some point you will be open to, to, to being interfaced with something. 
because you're an ER nurse, but how were you able to just keep that fear in check when you first realized that this had happened, especially with your son? Well, honestly, I did not know the severity of the COVID the whole time I was admitted okay. in the hospital. I've never Good. turned on Good. a television. I, I did not want to see anything awesome. about it. I did not You're watch like, it. Okay. I'm like, I just basically <laughs> okay. said, I don't want to know what's going on in the news. I just need to know what's going on with me right now. Whatever's going on with me, I do right. not want it to happen to my son. So I basically right. literally had to just try to keep a positive mind. I had to just get in touch with my faith and try to just tell myself, you know, everything's going to be okay because everything's going to be fine. Right. But it really did like put me in a really bad place when I found out that my son was positive because I'm just over right. here thinking like how much I was suffering the first day that right. it happened. And I'm just like, Oh my God, he's a baby. You know, if right. he was in pain, he can't right. even voice it. Um, he you know? can't even voice it. Right. Yeah. So, you don't want that pain for him. Exactly. So, I'm, you so, know. so for how was your husband able to, to avoid all of this? You know what? Being that he would care for both you and your son. I have no idea. <laughs> I really don't know. Oh, God. I, Whatever he's eating, I, I want I, to be I eating I want it some too. of that, too. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that is, that is interesting. So, as far as the respiratory issue, because I know that a lot of people have had, you know, symptoms where they're unable to breathe properly. And um, how were you able to, did you have any symptoms within those those lines or it was just more fever for you? Um, for me, I had a lot of fevers and I did have okay. one episode of shortness of breath, but I feel like that okay. happened more because I felt like I was suffocating in the room. Because let's, let's picture yeah, this. Yeah. So we're in the room. It's a centralized yeah. air conditioner that doesn't turn off. I already have pneumonia. Gotcha. So for me to take the shower, come out of the shower, I'm coming out in the cold. I can't control the AC. Yes. And, you know, three days after yes. I found out there was uh, actually a heater in my room. So I had that heater to try to, like, regulate the temperature. But the whole time right. I've been in there um, just dealing with the AC and, like, like, one point I felt like my throat just got so dry. My tongue got dry and I really could not catch my right. breath. And I had to call the nurse and let right. her know, hey, I can't catch my breath. I just walked from my bed to the right. restroom and I can't stop coughing. You know, I need I need help. Mm. And she basically was like, okay. Well, because laying in that hospital bed and for someone that's very active like myself, um, I felt my lungs crystallizing because I was right. not moving as much as... Because you're not of using course. the lung muscles as much as you usually do. That's why I went the moment of I got course. home, you know, I instantly started feeling better because, you know, I left all my yeah. windows open. I have not turned on the AC, not once since I've been home. And I've awesome. been basically stretching and using my incentive spirometer, which they sent me home with because they know I was going to need it because I've been in the, that hospital bed and not really hospital, moving. Yeah. So, you know, I felt like that played a big role with the shortness of right. breath. But the fact that, you know, right. I knew, you know, I knew what to do. Right. So the thing was, with, with something that's, you know, brand new that a lot of, you know, of course, we've never had to fight COVID-19 before. So I'm sure the hospitals had to administer, try different medicines that, you know, they probably haven't used before. Did they even, um, hello, Malcolm. <laughs> 
you know, people are using very different types of medication, trying different things that they haven't tried as much um, on this side of, in this side of the world, at least like with hydroxychloroquine, for instance, I knew I used to live in Nigeria. So it's something I've taken many times for malaria. However, many people on this side of the world may have not had to use that particular medicine. So is this something that they had used with you at some point? Did you react to it? Like, um, any any is there anything that you would kind of say maybe someone who's kind of a bit skeptical about just medication for this yes uh with the hydrochloroquine um i actually took it one time which was okay which was the first night that i got admitted um it actually made me feel worse than wow i felt coming into the the er so i basically told them you know i'm not going to continue to take it i'll keep taking the Tylenol and the antibiotics but i won't continue to take that so i i kept with the regimen of medicine. um i was taking uh-huh. the Tylenol for fever and what really got me released was i had to go 24 hours without having a fever so until that happened i would get released gosh yeah Interesting. So one question I do have for you, though, that I would think <laughs> anyone who's been in your right. position would, would kind of be thinking about as well. Are you still enthusiastic about just working in this in this field of yours, healthcare, uh, ER nurse, doing all of that, being a champion for all of us? Are you still enthusiastic about it? Okay. Honestly, I still am. I can't see myself doing anything else. I'm, like a, I'm a one-trick pony. I have no talent. Okay. <laughs> but I. <laughs> okay. But I can okay. do that. Okay. My job. That's interesting. I'm so are you going back to that. work anytime soon? <laughs> okay. Um. Actually, very okay. soon. Um. I actually got my second negative result. Uh. Yesterday. And I'm actually trying to get medical clearance to return back to work. So maybe. Back to work. So maybe wow. this weekend or about the that? beginning of next week, I should be back working. <laughs> I can imagine. Oh, he's not too thrilled about that. <laughs> um, my my family there. <laughs> yeah, my mom and my what dad are like, do? you can't you go be, back. I, and I'm I like, mean, your husband might be a bit more tolerant <laughs> because obviously as a Marine veteran, he's had to, you know, he's pledged to be to be of service to people whether whatever happens you know so he comes he comes with that same mindset that's very interesting i'm so happy and right. so proud of you that you're able to fight through this is there anything you'd like to share with anyone because i know something that really is being pushed out into the world right now is fear and we don't want that for anyone because i know fear is just the beginning of every other thing every other terrible thing that people do face it always starts with fear so is there anything that you can share to keep us in faith right now? Well, all I can really say is you have to think positive right. because if you stay in a negative mindset, right. you will get a negative outcome. Right. And to protect yourself and you also have to protect others because I know there's right. some people out there that that's not taking the COVID-19 serious right. and they think it's just an right. old person you know, virus, you don't even but know. it's not. Right. Sometimes you can you be the carrier and you don't even know that you have exactly. it. Right. And you might infect the person next to you. Exactly. So even if you're not protecting yourself, but protect the person around you. So if you don't necessarily awesome. have to go out, awesome. don't go out because uh-huh. you're protecting other people from getting the virus. Awesome. 
Thank you so much, Heron. It's been great talking with you today. And guys, you've heard it from her mouth. Make sure you're staying safe. You're protecting others and protecting yourself. And stay in faith. Stay with the positive mindset. You need it more than ever right now. Until we come your way again, keep doing life on purpose. Bye-bye. <laughs>